Welcome to Folding Chair Theology. We're your hosts, Justin Mercier and Bruce Pagano, and this is Theology for Everyone. Hey, Folding Chair Theologians. Um, so this is the first time that we have experienced a technical malfunction. Um, we recorded a part three for this American readout series, um, spent an hour and 10 minutes talking. And then when I went to edit it and put it on line, the, it was gone. I don't know where the file went. I don't know if it didn't record appropriately and I may have actually accidentally thrown it out. So I'm not sure what happened. But like I said previously, and as I said in part three of the episode or of the series, we've talked about what the kingdom of God looks like over and over and over. We have a whole series on the Sermon on the Mount that talks about it. We have a whole series on the book of James, which talks about it. So I'm just going to go ahead and repost one episode that I feel like is a great discussion that encompasses that discussion. And then I would encourage you to go back and listen, because this episode was just meant to be a reiteration of what the kingdom should look like as we reject Christian nationalism and reject a sovereign the, you know, theocracy or theonomy that is uh, Christian separatist. So sorry about that. My apologies. We'll be back with the regular newly recorded episode next week. Um, in the meantime, keep unfolding God's word. Welcome back to Folding Chair Theology. We're your host, Justin Mercy here with Bruce Pagano. Hey, what's up? And today, hey, up? today we are live on Instagram and um, we're going live to wrap up season three. Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah. It's, season three. We just hit, what'd you say? You just shared it. Did we just hit 750? No, we hit that a while ago. Oh, yeah. Um, But I probably, actually, I could check right now. I know we're getting real close to, um, or we're getting real close to 1,000. I know we are. I could tell you, 953. 953. We're at 953. Yep. And yep. we're at something like 47 episodes or something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm trying to see. Yeah. I don't I don't know how many episodes specifically, but yeah, we are, um, yeah, 953. That's pretty good. I know. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, yeah. It is exciting. Yeah. Uh, you know. Well, we're definitely going to do something super fun for a thousand. Um, yeah. Well, uh, so uh, yeah. So I was web MDing myself. Why were you web MDing? <laughs> I don't know if that's an appropriate term or not. But no, um, yeah, it's an act, it's a verb. Yeah, yeah. Um, so apparently, I think I have laryngitis. Oh, because your voice seems not to be coming back. Yeah. And so I, the logical thing to do is come and talk on a microphone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think what happened was that I yelled so hard at the strongman competition. And then immediately after that, got a cold. Hmm. And my voice has been raspy ever since. Yeah. So when I was looking it up, I was like, I was like, Jessica, why is my voice just like so raspy? And so she's like, well, let's just look up your symptoms or whatever. And um, so I was like looking it up and uh, it was like, you know, laryngitis. Yeah. And it was like, this is curable. And they're like, um, most of the time you don't do permanent damage to your vocal cords. Like it's very hard to do that. Sure. Um, but they're like, if you just don't talk for a day or two, then it typically will go away. And I was like, That's I don't. my job. I'm, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I wrote to my boss and I was like, hey, dude, I think I have laryngitis. So... I'm gonna have to like take off a couple of days. He's like, okay. He's like, the weekend's coming up soon. <laughs> and I was like, but that's the time I want to talk. <laughs> but like, um, I want to be able to talk during that time. Yeah, right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So it's a little raspy, but I think if I, um, you know, it says things like, you know, talk um, uh, quietly or softly or whisper or whatever. That can also kind of help it too. And they said most of the time it just goes away and it heals on its own. So, oh, okay. 
So I was okay with that. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, at least that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, so um, big update for you. You are no longer working for an, um, a school government district. institution. Yeah. How's that? Well, I'm still, my contract's still till the end of July. Got it. Got yeah. it. But what do you have to do June, between July, now August? Till the end of August. Did Nothing. You, yeah. Perfect. Nothing. Okay. That's it. I'm done. Done. So yeah, I don't work for. A, a pub, uh, government <laughs> entity anymore. I think the Idaho calls it a uh, public subdivision or a uh, governmental subdivision or something like that. Oh, I see. Yeah. That was the whole. Nah, I was going to talk about politics, but. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was going to mention what our lieutenant governor did this past week. Oh, okay. That Now, <laughs> was that the fill in? Was that, was that it? That was the day that she was covering as acting governor. Yeah, well, we don't. I mean, we don't have to obviously like go into too political. But from what I understood, is so our our governor uh, was out of state. What's his name again? Not Bajor. Brad Little. Brad Little. That's right. Brad Little out of state acting Congress. Like the moment or, he hit Spokane. Yeah. Then the acting government or governor. Governor. The lieutenant governor. Lieutenant governor. Kitchen. She immediately executive ordered a no mask mandate, right? Yes. Like immediately. She, she issued an executive order that made it illegal to mandate masks yeah. by a public by a government entity or its subdivisions. Which is schools, Which is hospitals. Schools, well, no, because hospitals. hospitals aren't aren't state run. Okay. So schools um, but correctional and, facilities. Okay. Got it, um, got it, got it. So anything anything like um All the cities, you know, like mayors. Oh, okay. And city councils. Yeah. Um and so, it, the the thing that I thought was because I saw a lot of like, yeah, proud of me in Idaho, and except that <laughs> it, like, she issued an executive order, and this is my political thing. She issued an executive order for a bill that didn't pass our legislative process. Oh, you know sure. what I'm saying? Like, there was a bill for that very thing that yeah, made yeah. it through the the House, the state representatives, mm-hmm. and then it made it to the state Senate. Or legislator, whatever they call, yeah, and and it didn't pass, right? So it the elect the people that we elected to represent us, right? When it comes to creating law, right, voted it down, yeah, and then she took the opportunity <laughs> to issue an executive order for a a bill that failed in the legislative process, yeah, which was voted on by people that the people of Idaho elected to do that very thing. Yeah. And she circumvented the whole process. Yeah. Out of, as a stunt. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a political stunt. And very much issued, like, like acted in a tyrannical way. Wow. Taking full power, which executive orders are allowed, they're allowed, but like, she is supposed to be against that. Like she's supposed to be against the abuse of power within the government sure. and did exactly the thing she's against. <laughs> right. For something that already went through our legislative process and the people we elected yeah. said no to. Now, do you think, so like, is there any conspiracy theory around that? Like what was Brad little like, Oh shoot. No, he, he was ticked. He was, yeah. He, like he came back and rescinded it immediately. Oh, really? You could do that? Yeah, like oh, wow. he's the governor, oh. so he issued an executive order to rescind that. Oh, I see. And and had a very like it was a very strongly worded um, response to it. Oh no! Um, that essentially was just like this is not how we do things. We <laughs> believe in the people or the governmental the government entities closest to the people. Um, we believe in them having as much control as possible without the larger government entity interfering in that yeah. so like school district you know board school boards should be able to determine for our school districts because they're closest to the people that they're trying to govern right city you know mayors and city councils should have you know um the most control over what happens and the most power over what happens with the people that they're closest to like sitting yeah. you know fat cats up and in um in the state level shouldn't yeah. be telling you know uh idaho falls exactly how to run idaho falls not right. like that's their thing sure that's brad little's thing at least is what he says and um, and you know without getting into all policies and stuff like that and and mcgitchen's thing is, is like that like 
ah, down with big government. Yeah. And then uses big government power to do something that was voted. Nope. Wow. Nope. Doesn't that, make sense to me. That's crazy. Like it's just like you're undermining wow. the very thing that you ran to say on. that you're for. So whatever. I'm interested. Sadly, she'll probably be our next governor. <laughs> you know that. Um. Uh, uh, you know, and and here's the thing though is like, man, like. I mean, I guess, yeah. Like, think about it. Like, when you're running for election, hey, I I try to make this happen. See yep. what all these other, you know. Oh yeah, yep. dude. I yep. I. The funny thing yeah. is, they're trying to pass a law that makes it illegal for government entities to, and their subdivisions, um, to mandate masks. Our state never mandated masks. Some cities did. Oh yeah. But like a lot of the people that I saw that were just like, woohoo! I'm proud to be in Idaho. Live in a city where it wasn't mandated. Yeah, right. L- live in a county where it wasn't mandated. You there's, know what I'm saying? Like, there's like, plenty of places that didn't mandate it. Like, we're, Idaho, we saw a lot of non, <laughs> you know, cities not mandate masks. Oh yeah. And that's just you know, like private entities did, and yeah, and some school board, you know, a lot of school boards did. Um, but yeah. I mean, they still kind of bowed to the pressure and gave us the last week optional. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> Wait a second, I don't have to wear a mask the last week of school. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, now you don't uh, work for them anymore. Yeah, so. and it doesn't matter. You know, like, whatever. But now I just, you, I just you thought can... it was funny. It was a funny week. Yeah. Well. Funny uh... funny as in, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Not, like, funny haha. Way to get out, go out with a bang, though, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Oh, that's good. It was a good. It was, it was nice to be able to walk out, like. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like some students wrote some nice things on the... Yeah, yeah. They compared did. to what they I've did, seen they did them a rap. They did a rap for me, and I didn't get to hear it. Oh, no. Yeah. On the, Why didn't you get the, to hear it? Because we were setting up for device turn-in, for, like, computer turn-in. Yeah. Um, and I, so I was, like, busy in the back, and I came out, and, like, someone had shot an email. It was just like, hey, you know, that was so <laughs> awesome, Bruce. And I was just like, what What was? The rap that they did for you. I was like, oh, man. Oh, dang <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, um, my uh, my wife and my little two or uh, four year old four year old says hi, Ensley. We can wave at him. Yeah. Oh, they. Oh, you can wave. Okay, cool. There you go. Yeah. So I just thought I'd say hi to Hensley and my little one there. Um, as far as for me, I mean, yeah, nothing. Um, nah, man, really. Not. Well, I'll, I'll. I mean, this is just separately but i i'm i applied for a promotion so we'll see how that goes you know i got interviews coming up probably in the next week or two so that's exciting yeah is it the is this promotion that you've applied for before yeah yeah so this will be my third time applying for it um and so it i mean it's kind of a hard position to get into yeah but i think i'll I'll be ready for this one cool that's cool that'd be exciting yeah i'm excited it'll be really good so uh, what are we drinking tonight? Old Forester, eighteen seventy. Oh, Old Forester, original batch. Wow, that's what we're drinking. It's it, it's good. Yeah, it says right here, Old Forester. Original. When you want a kick in your mouth, drink yeah. this. You know, right, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's great. I mean, hey, yeah. that'll, that'll bring anybody back to life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's not it's not like the nineteen twenty one, one hundred and fifteen proof. That's just a good old oh, so this is a, proof. this is a different one than we would drink before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a little lighter. It, like you taste it, and you're like, hmm. oh, that didn't hit me in my chest. That just punched me in my hmm. mouth. Hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. as bad. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to put ice in it. That's right. Yeah. I, I'm not as bad. As, it's not bad at all, of course. Um, not as <laughs> not know, as like not as bad as the other one that we've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, very good. Um, so we wrapped up season three. Yep, this is it. And uh, this is kind of our conclusion. What are what are some of your highlights from season three? <sighs> well, I mean, we started season three out. I don't even remember. The episodes, yeah, from season three that yeah. were not Sermon on the Mount because we did so many Sermon on the Mount episodes. Yeah. Um. Gosh. Oh, we talked about hell. Okay. Yeah. We talked about the church and the oppressed. That was the very first episode. <coughs> then we, and then we talked about hell, and then we talked, to, and then we immediately started doing Sermon on the Mount because we had an insurrection. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that was um, uh, yeah, that was kind of our our uh, the 
I guess, the crux of the reason why we started Sermon on the Mount. Right. And, I mean, if you were to, I mean, really, if you were to summarize um, Sermon on the Mount, I mean, if someone is, like, you know, thinking about listening to it, let's say, what would you say the overall, like, summary would be? Um, like what was Jesus trying to communicate? Yeah. Yeah. And like, what, like, you know, um, you know, here's Jesus. He's, um, on a hillside, I guess we presume, right. And there's a bunch of people there. There's, um, religious teachers, there's the disciples, there's all the people. And he busts into this sermon. Right. Um, what is he talking about? Yeah, I think. You mentioned Taylor, mm-hmm. um, and how he said, uh, "Was it Taylor that said it?" Mm. Hudson. Oh, Hudson. Hudson. Yeah, shout out to Hudson. Um, but how Hudson said that it was um, that he'd always heard them as like kind of separate sermons, like when right. they preached on, right? Like it's broken up. Yeah, and um, and that it's what did he say? He didn't realize that it was all, all one message. Yeah. Like, is that kind of what he was talking about? I think what he, he said to me was like, he goes, I didn't really, he goes, I thought that each little section was a different section of Jesus's, like, like he was like, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about that. He's like, I didn't realize there was one complete thought. Oh, okay. Like, I thought it was, his thoughts were divided into all these sections. Right. And that's how it's preached is, right. you know, when we talk about <clears throat> anger in the Bible, a pastor will just pull out of the anger portion right. of the sermon. And then he'll go to like, in your anger, do not sin. And like, he'll pull these different. Right. And so he was just like, I thought it was just like part of the Bible that pastors pulled from. I didn't realize it was one complete right. sermon by Jesus. Like, like Jesus is like chunking it up. Like now I'm going to tell you about anger. Now I'm going to tell you about <laughs> lust. And totally. now I'm going to tell you about. And, and for yeah. me, it was kind of the same thing where before we started actually before, you know, the Vox podcast kind of, I started listening to that, and then um, they had kind of, you know, the the whole pivot for the season was the insurrection, which we tend to forget actually happened. Um, people, <laughs> right. People tried to tie um, Jesus to overthrowing our governmental process. Totally. And, and storming our capital. Yeah. Um, which I don't understand that correlation, but <laughs> okay. Um, and, and it really made me angry and frustrated me. And so the pivot to Sermon on the Mount um, was a product of, or the intention there was kind of Mike Erie and Tim Stafford on the Vox podcast had been going through it. And they were like, like, I remember one episode, they were like, how do we, how do we invite people to do this? Like, how do we, and, and I just thought like, I don't want to spout off some angry single episode about the. Mm-hmm. Um, about the insurrection and about right. what people are doing inside of Jesus's church and yeah. and Christian nationalism and like all this stuff. I didn't want to just have one angry episode about it. I wanted instead to kind of answer that that mm-hmm. call to um, to to one call call the church to more to what Jesus has called us to, yeah. and to two um, continue continue that that call for, um, for kingdom living. Right. And so as we went through it, I think the thing that I would summarize is that, or I think the way I would summarize is summarize it is that Jesus, um, was drawing us back to a place where we viewed ourselves and others as holy image bearers. Mm. Right. Um, who, And then, and then the sermon with that, with that as its base, um, the Sermon on the Mount, the entirety of the Sermon on the Mount was if, if then that's the case and that's the basis for how we see all, everyone, all people, ourselves included, then, then what does it look like to reside within the kingdom of God, um, and interact with a world that God wants to invite into the kingdom? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so it's that, like, it's, I, I think that is how I would summarize it is, do you need a plug in? There's a plug over there. Oh, sure. This one? 
There's oh, no, no. on the on the floor. There, Sorry. there's you can <laughs> yeah. grab that. And then I'm, I'm distracting it. you from your thought. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So if it's plugged into the surge protector on the side there, see it, and then you can unplug it and pull it over here. Um, here. Please hold. <laughs> my, uh, I'm got my Instagram up, and uh, my phone is uh, slowly dying because I got one of them old iPhone tens. <laughs> Um, so, so I think that's what it is. This is like, Jesus is calling us back to a place where we, where we, um, where we again see ourselves and, and all people as holy image bearers created by God. Um, and, and, and what it means to live within the kingdom and then interact with a world that is outside of the kingdom, but God desires them to come into the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I, what's interesting is I think that part of the insurrection, and I watched a bunch of different videos um, sh- from Christian, different Christian outlets and, you know, watching some different things. Um, and one of the things I thought was really interesting is like a lot of these groups, right, a lot of these groups that were in part of the insurrection – um, had different, like almost militaristic dress to mm-hmm. them yeah. with specific symbols in relation to, um, white supremacy. Right. And then they were, they would storm the Capitol. And then when they were in the Capitol, they'd be praying. Right. In Jesus name. In Jesus name for the government or whoever to have their eyes opened that this one single person was the president of the country. And what I think is so interesting and and is so wrong on so many levels is it's like, it's like, is that what Christians have been deduced to? You know what I'm saying? Like where hey Christians are, you know, are being represented by white supremacists who think that taking over a government is okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and I almost go, no, that that really missed the mark. And and then yeah. the, we go into the sermon on the mount, we're like, yeah, that doesn't sound like Jesus at all. Right. <laughs> like like in fact, Jesus is unconcerned with government like earthly government entities, period. Yeah. He's completely unconcerned with Yeah. He's only concerned with heavenly kingdom yeah. right like right. he's only concerned with he- heaven have like the politics of heaven right and that's you know i like i've had conversations with friends where i'm like yeah but like the sermon on the mount is political like it's a political statement about the kingdom of heaven like yeah. the politics of you know the the politic of heaven like yeah and people get mad about that people are like no 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 it's not no there are not there are not po- like jesus is not political yes he is well, he has a hundred percent. <laughs> Jesus is political. Yeah. Like he's making, especially if you take into context when that sermon was preached and what was happening, like he was making statements yeah. that were contrary to the, to the current political environment. Yeah. Because the heaven, like the kingdom of heaven is contrary to earthly kingdoms yeah. and earthly governments. It's just, it just is. Um, I, actually, I would say it the other way that the earthly kingdoms and governments are contrary to the kingdom of heaven, totally. Um, because the kingdom of heaven is the standard and the ideal, yeah. and and anything outside of that is rubbish, yeah, filthy rags, yeah. Um, so, what do you think about when when people say pastors say spe- specifically when pastors say? God is into church or Jesus is into church. Like that's where, that's where Jesus wants you. And that's what, like, like, what do you mean? Like, like, um, like, because like people, like pastors will say like one of the best ways to experience God is, is in the church and being a part of the church and like that sort of thing. But I almost feel like it's a little contrary to that. Right. Like, well, I mean, it depends on what you mean by 
the best place to experience God is in the church. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. Like, what, what are you defining that as? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, what's uh, the, are we talking about the building on Sunday morning? Right, right, right. Are yeah. we talking about specific, like Calvary Church or First Baptist Church or, you know what I'm saying? Like, totally. we're talking about those. Yeah, right. Is that what we're talking about? Or are we yeah. talking about Big C, Global Church, mm. Kingdom of God? Yeah. Um, because I think most pastors are probably talking about Sunday morning. Yeah. Maybe. And maybe mm. that's not fair. Because I don't know most pastors. I know <laughs> yeah, a few right. pastors. Sure. Um, but I, but I think it is like what Jesus was preaching um, is contrary to an organization that doesn't – like any organization that does not – <coughs> align Excuse with me. and adhere to the things that he was talking about. Yeah. I think that God's opposed to that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think that's really, that's really good. Cause you know, and that's, that's what's so, whenever I hear that kind of thing, like God's in the church or Jesus is in the church, like, I don't know. I, I'm like, I guess, yeah, I think I agree with you where it's like, well, let's define church. Because a bunch of rule following, like, you know, all these legalistic things I have to do, I don't think Jesus was part of that. But a lot of times that is church. Sure. You know, where it's like, no, we have, and, and I understand, I understand, you know, some of it. But like some of it's like really legalistic, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, was Jesus into legalism? Like, was he into that? Right. No, I don't like. Again, I mean, like, did he love the law? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he, like, enough, enough like, I mean, he wrote it. <laughs> right. Um, and I would say enough that he came to fulfill it. Um, mm -hmm. Did he, did he like why he had to fulfill it? Mm -mm. You know, I, I would guess. No, I, right? I don't know, I mean, but I would guess not. I mean, like, it says he was sweating blood. Like, yeah, well, and yeah, I mean, there's some, you know, suggestion that that literally was the um you know some people say that there was the weight of all like that he was finally starting to realize the weight of all eternity and um like the weight of the divine thing that he was about to do but some would say that it was the intense fear of the physical thing that he was about to endure right and it's probably both because he was fully man and fully god so there's probably yeah both happening there yeah um i like what was the question though? Does he, or legal legalism? Is he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, like he spoke out against legalism, pretty yeah. routinely, right? Um, like that was the whole argument with the Pharisees was, or the not the argument. He didn't argue with them, but that was the whole thing towards the Pharisees was this, um, this calling out of their legalistic view, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, their view that categorized people. Um, their view of the law that that made others less than um, their view of the law that rejected image of God in some people mm -hmm. um, their view of the law that made them elevated them above everybody else totally and and in that Jesus hated that like like not the person but he hated what it did to humanity mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah I like and and I mean like do I think that God loves his church or like individual churches, like buildings, like buildings full of people? Yeah. I mean, like I, I can't ignore that, that God works through, like it would be prideful to say that God does not work through the things that are going on in, in big churches, you know what I'm saying? Or even small churches, buildings with people in them that form a congregation they they do things that impact communities like like mm -hmm. um i'm sure that he's not super fond of all the politics that happen within that building that are contrary to his kingdom and his right. politics right um yeah but i don't know i mean like i'm not a pastor of a big church <laughs> or i'm not a pastor of any church yeah. and and to suggest that i know what it takes to run one I don't, yeah. um, but also, um, I, I don't know. I only know what Jesus tells us. 
Yeah. And I don't know what happens behind closed doors in churches. <laughs> so Unfortunately. You know, let me ask this. And I don't know if this is too controversial of a question. We don't have to answer it. Okay. Um, fundamentally, are all pastors the same? And that's a really loaded question. What does that mean? <laughs> and what I mean is like there are going to be – there's going to be – Pete's on. Hey, Pete. Hey, Pete. Um, I know that some pastors are abusive. Some aren't. Right. I know that some pastors um, take fire and brimstone, and some people are yeah. hippie Jesus. I understand that. But, f- like, fundamentally at the core, are all the pastors the same? What would you I, say? I don't know. Called by God? Yeah, I maybe. mean, called by God. <laughs> but, uh, like, yeah. some some maybe maybe some aren't called by God. I don't, I don't know. I think yeah. that's a loaded question, and uh, – and and one that's not fair to answer, yeah. With a blanket answer, because I don't th- like. I mean, you look at the difference between like, um, and I don't know either one of these guys, but Mark Driscoll versus Eugene Peterson. Oh sure, you know what I'm saying. Um, Which Mark Driscoll is in a lot of hot water right now, from what I understand. Again, again, yeah. oh, again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, d- dude, like. It it seems like he's not learning his lesson. <laughs> like, like, sure. It seems like he's not learned his lesson. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, but you compare the two and like um Eugene Peterson uh, pastored a smaller you know, well, I mean like sixty five people is considered an average sized church in America. Like Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, wow. like sixty five people is considered a, a, a decent sized congregation. Wow. Because, because that. most churches aren't 500 people, you know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're just mm. not, um, sure. Most churches aren't 200 people. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, we have tens of thousands of churches spread out across America mm-hmm. and, and the average is like 65. I think the statistic I saw was something like that. There's, there's like 32,000 different Christian denominations around the world or something like that. That's denominations. Now, now, add, now, now, how many churches does each one of those? Oh, you know, I've got to imagine it's and in so, the millions. Of yeah, millions. and so Eugene Peterson um, pastors this smaller congregation of like I don't, I don't know, like 100, 150 people or something like that. I don't even think it even got that big for a long time, like decades. Yeah. yeah. In Baltimore, in like working class Baltimore. Yeah. And um, not a speaking gig pastor. Like he didn't speak on the major circuits and he was quiet wow. for most of his pastoral career. Um, like one of the books that gave me hope in the, um, in the pastorate again, because I have Big one. almost giving up <laughs> on the pastorate. Yeah. Uh, it's Eugene Peterson's the pastor actually. Oh, wow, look at that. Okay. So if you've, if you haven't read it, it's his memoir. Um, wow. and and it's it's phenomenal. It's a it's a fantastic book. And so like he wasn't on speaking gigs. Like he wasn't on this the pastoral speaking tour circuit. Yeah. Um, he wrote books. He, he that that was the thing that he did. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like he quietly pastored his church for decades. Yeah. And and wasn't looking for so like is he the same as Mark Driscoll? I don't. I don't know. Probably not. Like, yeah, he never got into trouble. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I've never heard he got to hang out with Bono. Like, <laughs> if you're hanging out with Bono, you know what I'm then... like, um, uh, like if you read his memoir, the first time that they offered like Zondervan, I think if I remember correctly, the first time that they offered him to to write the message, he declined it. Yeah, right. He was like, no, that's for it's for my congregation. Um, yeah, interesting. And you know, when they came back later, it was like, "We know you're retiring. You're not going to do anything. You're going to sit up at Flathead Lake in Montana, and you're going <laughs> to yeah. do what?" And he was just like, "Okay, fine, I'll write it." Yeah. But, um, like everything I've ever read or heard him talk, like every time I've ever read or heard him talk, all I can think is, I, I would, I would want him to be my pastor. I think. Mm. I think his heart for caring for people was yeah. evident to me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? As opposed mm-hmm. to Driscoll might be a really good teacher. It has been proven time and time again that he's a bully. Yeah, right. And I would not I don't want to be pastored by a bully because that yeah. contradicts everything a pastor's supposed to be. But somehow it's still successful. But so what? He can teach and and he yeah. he's a you know like a businessman that can 
build an organization? Who cares? He can right. amass a following. Lots of people can amass followings. Followings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um, to, uh, uh, public speaker, motivational guy, Tony Robbins. Robbins. He can. Yeah. He's amassed. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like totally. And and his stuff isn't Christian. Like, right? I don't think so. Some of the stuff he says makes me wonder if he is though. Yeah, and maybe, but it's not overtly Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's not like on the Christian circuit, uh, speaking circuit. A lot of times, is yeah. A lot of times, it's like, you know, whatever Positive your God, whatever your God, whatever God has destined you to be, or like the universe. Like he, he always like he always has like an additional like, right. or the universe, or God, whatever. or the universe, yeah, whatever. But I mean, like, yeah, he's he's a great speaker, totally. You know what I'm like totally. So yeah. I don't know. Like those those don't seem to be in the Bible. Um, qualifiers for people that are really successfully used by God. Totally. Um, yeah. And I hate that term used by God. Um, people that God has equipped yeah. to, I don't know, invited into what God's doing or whatever. Yeah. I just want to say uh, if PJ or Jessica have any questions for us, write them down in the chat. We'll answer them right on the fly here. So um, what do you think of, the Sermon on the Mount series. Like, what was, what yeah. was the thing that... What did you take away? What was the thing yeah. that you... For me, I, I think it was... Um, I think the one... I think... Um, the big thing for me, I think, was... It started off with the women. Part of the Sermon on the Mount. Excuse me. Where there was, like, actually two whole sections where it was, like men oh, stop devaluing women like and then talking about making adulterous. and and um yeah divorce yeah. yeah and like it was really really like here's a, here's one of the things i think that so um yeah one of the things i think that has really been hitting me hard lately or not really lately but just in the last like year or so is um it started off with the fact that when we look at Adam and Eve in the garden mm-hmm. and Eve is there with the serpent and that sort of thing. Yeah. Adam is there with her, right? Mm-hmm. Adam's there with her as this is happening. Right. And for me, I'm I'm just like a big burly dude, you know? Right. And like and whenever someone comes against my wife or whenever um someone comes against my family, the big bear kind of comes out you know right yeah and in my mind i'm like adam why were you not just being a man like you got this serpent whispering into your wife's ear you snatch it by the neck and you bite his head off you know what i'm saying like that's like a man thing to do you know but you just sat there like cowardly and just was like yeah you know and i i think conjecture and, and maybe you maybe one of your books talks about it more but i almost feel like if maybe the if maybe Adam just was like, Yeah, it makes a good point. You know, like I, I don't know, but like complacency, you know? Right. Instead of being like, No way, hey, get get away from my wife. Like and like and how that would have changed obviously the whole story. And I see the Sermon on the Mount being kind of that same way where it's like, Men, stop devaluing women. Like right. stop when you commit adultery, you were putting it on two additional people when you divorce, even, even even talking about men when you commit adultery, it's it's men when you devalue your wife, yeah, and and abandon her, right? And I and and now you've created two other victims. And I don't want to. Here's the thing: is I I don't want to say anything like super controversial, but um, I think that just my deconstruction part of everything I'm going through, I think that the church has really really done a bad job at valuing women like in general like even when we talk about you know um i don't know if i want to say this there's a book out there yeah the great sex rescue well well, that's the that's what i'm reading now but the other book okay there's another book out there that we don't want to disparage well just because i know people know the book very well okay but there's a particular marriage book that is highly regarded in the christian church right in the book they they surveyed like and I don't know if maybe your wife said this or somebody said this, they had surveyed like 20,000 men for this book. 200. 
or two hundred. It was like two hundred men. It was two, like it was a slow number, right? It was like two hundred men. Yeah. They surveyed two hundred men and then wrote a whole book about healthy marriage from two hundred men's perspective. Right. And the Sermon on the Mount is pretty clear that men do not do a great job valuing women. And I'm just talking about Adam and Eve. I'm talking about like Sermon on the Mount. I'm you know I'm about talking about the women in the Bible, and it's like, um. But Jesus highly regarded women, right? Like highly, yeah. And um, and I think what's really frustrating about that is, is that the the church has specifically like have done not done, they've they've put women in bondage. What it is, like, yeah. I think oh, it's, the, it's the whole it's the whole um, um, wives submit to your husbands. Yeah, you know Ephesians five twenty two. Yeah. Um and 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 taking that verse. Yeah. Just that verse and being like, "Hey, this is what this says." Right. And the way that this is going to work is you're going to be a Proverbs 31 wife. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, totally. Um, um and and missing the point that like we didn't put like like God or like Paul when he wrote that letter to the uh, church in Ephesus one context, like yeah. context matters, but two, there was no sub subheading that that said um, husbands and wives. Yeah. Um, we put that in there or marriage, uh, or marriage, marriage or families family. or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. like we put that in there. Yeah. And, and the verse right before it literally says, um, submit one to another out of reverence for Christ. Totally. Submit yourselves to each other out of reverence for Christ. Yeah. Wives submit to your husbands. They're different words. Yeah. Like, but we just translate them the same way and then we use it to, to yeah. abuse. Right. And subjugate and, and, right. um, and control. Yeah. And devalue, dehumanize, um, and and we miss that that passage of scripture is not even talking about the nuclear family as we know it because it didn't exist back then. Right. You know, two thousand years ago. Right. Didn't exist. Right. It it just it just was not the same thing. Totally. But we want it to be. Yeah. And we we miss that there's rhetorical language there that's used um, comparatively to to the way that rhetorical language was used in that day yeah. for describing governments and how they function and that the, the family unit back then was a smaller form of government. And it's, um, you know, thank, thank God for Tim Gombas on this, that, that, that was, um, a description of how the church was supposed to function yeah, and not how a nuclear family in the 21st century was supposed to function. Totally. They're, they're two different things. Totally. And so that, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think what it is that Christian women are tired. They're so tired like they're they're worn down yep. they're oppressed they have this like unjustified pressure by other women in the church unjustly unjustly applied pressure because yeah. unjustified pressure would mean that unjustly they, applied pressure. Yeah. yeah and so it's like um that that totally is reshaped a lot of things yeah um i was gonna say i think uh maybe tim whitaker Oh, new, new, new evangelicals. New evangelicals. <laughs> new evans. Come on, man. <laughs> My wife says context, context, context. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's what's really hard about it is that like You know, Tim's too famous to come back on our podcast ever again. Tim is not too famous. Dude's got no. like fifteen thousand on the new evangelicals account. Yeah, but we know and about he's, dude, he just interviewed John Walton. That's do you fine. even know who John Walton is? Do you know? I don't need to know who oh he is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Maybe I do. I don't know. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, is that we know about Wawa, and no one else does. I'm just saying. Well, right? Yeah, we know about Wawa. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, no, but so that I think that's like that was really impactful for me. And then once you broke, once I broke that down, and then it kept going into like your enemies, and then the plank in your yeah. eye, and the all that kind of stuff, it was like... Oh, like everyone's on the same, like everyone's on the same level. Right. Like, and so, and, um, and I, what I really appreciate is like, um, is the fact that Jesus also is like, Hey, whatever, whatever things that you're trying to do in my name, like do them in secret because that's where I honor you. And, but we get so hung up on the rewards factor yeah. of everything. We get so hung up on like, hey, I fed the homeless. Don't worry, I took a picture and I put it on Instagram to show yeah. you that I fed the homeless. 
And I'm like, you understand that that doesn't count as a reward in heaven. Like, like same thing with like, even in the church is like, Hey, all the things that we do is for the rewards in heaven. It's like, but if you already have, if your brother or sister or others have acknowledged you for doing that, Jesus is like, that's it. That's right. your reward. Yeah. So if we're working for rewards in heaven, we should be doing it quietly. Like, why are we, why are we telling people that they need to get, you know, rewards? Right. Yeah. It's like, don't tell people that. Cause then it's like, that's what they're going to be striving for. You know? So, so I think Jesus is really cool about his whole message was just like, everybody's on the same level, okay. whether you're a rabbi or a homeless person or a woman or a man, like you're all image bearers and you carry the light of, of the universe, which was Jesus. And it's like, that's really refreshing. And so it's like when, um, and, and my wife can attest, I know she's like watching, um, there were, there were older gentlemen in the church that she was on staff at who would like, be like, no, you're a woman. Like you shouldn't have authority, you know, like, right. And they specifically would come against her. And I'm, and it was like, I'm like, what are we in 1950? Like what, what is happening here? Like, don't you like get what the times like, you know, like, right. except that that's not, it's not changed. You know, Pete said, take a picture. Take, as long as you take a picture, you're good for a year. <laughs> take a picture, you're good act and you're good for a year. That just sets you off. You're, well, like, but Facebook reminds you and then you have to repost it. So, which is even better that you get the, <laughs> you get the reminder every year where you're just like, Oh, it's time. Yeah. Um, but, um, Danny Rogers, by the way, uh, joined as well. What's up, Danny? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I like, like, oh, especially two white guys talking about women. Um, being we oppressed. know everything about women. <laughs> um, I like, I, this no. is not lost on me. Um, but, but I, but I do know, um, and I, you know, I spent time in the military, I spent time as a cop. Oh, happy uh, Memorial Day, by the way. Oh, it's for the dead, the ones that. Well, you're almost there. No, I'm just joking. You're a horrible person. I'm just joking. But, I mean, thank you for your service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can do that any day. Uh, Memorial (laughs) Day is for for those that gave their life. Is that what it is? Uh, Yeah. Veterans Day is the... Veterans Day is for... When's that coming up? Armed Forces Day is for those still in service. Veterans Day is November, like second Tuesday in November or something. Okay, so I'll say Happy Veterans Day when it comes up. Thanks, I appreciate it. Not Memorial Uh, Day. No, a lot of people don't know. You know (laughs) I mean? like, And that's okay. But, like, that was was pretty cold that I'm almost on... It's all right. You're gonna be feel real bad if I walk out of here and drop dead from a heart attack. No, no, no. I know. Where, I know where you're going. I know. <laughs> you. What's that? All right. So Jessica says, I think it'd be interesting if you guys went through the last 50 years of movement in the church, the good and the bad. Why things happen? Each movement was a response to the previous movement, right? Oh. And then she says, two white guys talking about women. Ha ha. Uh, <laughs> um. Ah. Uh, the. Did- that's good, Jessica. That's good. Except that we did our abridged. We did a very we did one episode. We did, we did yeah the yeah, Fulton yeah. Theology's abridged history of the yeah. church. Um, golly, like so much has happened. Yeah, I mean we'd have to we'd have to talk about or like we'd have to pick a, a lane to talk about like how like evangelicalism came, which yeah, I don't even feel qualified to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Phil Fisher's got a great video on <laughs> Phil Fisher, yeah, 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 on where evangelicals came from and how that kind of happened, and it's amazing. Like you, like, um, yeah, yeah, we joined forces with fundamentalists around Reagan. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like Reagan was like, "Hey, Southern fundamentalist, um, like." Bob Jones College, I'll give you back your tax exemption if you back me in for the election. And, you know, it's, this is like a boil down simplicity of it. Um, and they were like, how do we get the North, like the the evangelicals in the North, to support abortion? Like they care about abortion. Mm. Um, in the South, they didn't really care about abortion. They just cared about segregation. They wanted yeah. to remain segregated in their schools and still keep their taxes exempt status. Right. And the federal government was like, no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were like, hey, we all care about abortion. Mm. All of us, we all care about abortion. Hey, and matter of fact, you can just call us all evangelicals, um, fundamentalist, evangelicals, 
postmodern, like all, like all of us, you can just call us all, and we'll all back Reagan, and we'll get Reagan elected. Wow. And and then Reagan was just like, yeah, I won, and you can have your tax exempt status back and make it illegal for black people to come to your school. You guys in the north, uh, yeah. um, we'll figure out the abortion thing. Yeah. So. You know. So there's and there's so much more to it than that, but I mean, like, oh that was, for sure. Anyway. You know, here there now I can't remember the guy's name. It's Doctor Something. I can't remember his name, but um, once in a while I'll get clips from the Breakfast Club. You know what that is? Yeah, like the movie. No, 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 no. Oh. The radio show. No. It's very like it's it's um hip hop and that sort of oh, thing and, and okay. you know, um, but um, I got a clip from I got a clip for, like and I was watching this thing, and it was really interesting. That he he made the connection. He goes, he said something like one of. One of Biden's, and we're talking about just from Reagan to now, right? right? He says one of Biden's promises when running for office, and he and Biden said this specifically. Biden said, "If you don't for, vote for me, you're not black." He oh. said that online there. Yep, that's not. Yeah, and Reagan, I was like, "Oh, you should not oh, yeah. say that." Oh, I know. Well, so Biden said, "You vote for me, and I will protect um, black men and women. Like I will protect them." And I will, and I will specifically do an executive order, you know, to to um, put in a bill to protect them or whatever, right? Did Jessica say something funny? She just said I like your response. I meant do a oh <laughs> oh a big series, yeah, yeah. Series. <laughs> anyway. But so yeah, so he said, you know, vote for me, vote for me, and I'll and I'll protect the black family, I'll protect the black man and woman, that sort of thing. And um, he said, in my first hundred days in office, I'm going to sign a bill that will specifically protect black african-american women and men from police brutality okay and he was saying in the first hundred days he never signed that bill but what he did sign in, into a, a bill was to protect asian americans from asian hate and to protect the lgbtq community from hate as well so both police brutality and sort of thing and and it was just so interesting the way the connection he made he goes it's just another dude who said, let me have your vote. Right. I promise you, I'll protect right. you. And the moment he gets in office. And, and here's the thing is we've talked about how Asian Americans have gone through also a very, very hard past with America as well. This one daughter said that he goes, he goes, Asian hate, like the term Asian hate. He's like, it's only been around for a year because of COVID and because of Trump and that sort of thing. He's like, but we've been oppressed for 400 years. Right. And we're being beaten and killed by police. He's like, and you promised us an executive order to protect us when you got into office and you didn't do it. And, and I really took that to heart. I was like, Oh my gosh, like it's just the same thing. Like, and, and kind of what you're saying about Reagan, it's like, it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, it's all the same. Like, I don't care if it's Democrat or Republican. Yeah. Right. Tea party, green party, independent like it doesn't matter it's all the same like there's there's one goal and that's that's the whole sermon on the mount for me is like like yeah yeah i got a lot of pushback and just angry people before the election where i was just like it doesn't matter who you vote for like you can still be a christian and vote for whoever whoever you want to vote for i remember that and people got pissed like they were angry they were like you cannot that is not true do not listen to him (laughs) Um, matter of fact he's a communist um (laughs) I do remember and that. Like, yeah. like people were telling on me to like people, oh. like bosses and like like leaders in the church. They were telling on me, "Hey, you should look at Bruce's stuff. Like, look at what Bruce is posting." <laughs> yeah, right. And and like one, it was a lot of BLM stuff because uh, because it really like we don't need to get into it. But what I will say is, I was a cop for twenty years, and I taught a lot of the stuff. Yeah, that was that's being talked about interview techniques and like, um, and submission I, and, and all that. yeah, like like yeah. Uh, um, you know, I mean, restraint techniques and mm-hmm. and it like really got to me like just as like as I self reflected, which is a really important thing. Self reflect, everybody self reflect, <laughs> right. um, because it makes you a better human being. Self yeah. like self reflection is the thing that is important for 
everything like, like a mirror like yeah just like yeah. just look at what you believe and why you believe it and just self-reflect and just self-awareness yeah. is really important because if you don't know who you are like you can't figure out other stuff that's really important totally. like you shouldn't be voting <laughs> yeah right <laughs> whatever anyway yeah um but but i really took it to heart so i did post a lot of blm stuff because regardless of the organization the movement i think is really important um mm-hmm. and what it's trying to undo and get its hands around is really important. But really. that aside, I was the stuff about the election. I was just like, stop. Like I was trying to like give people freedom. Like yeah. stop telling people that they're not Christian if they vote Democrat or independent or if they don't vote. Right. Because there's some people that won't vote. Like you don't have to vote for Trump to be a Christian. Like that's not like totally. that, that's not your credentials for Christian. Like yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Um, and uh, people hated that. Like they just, they just did not like it. And my, like my whole thing around it was, yeah. look, I'm just like, the kingdom's more important. Right. The kingdom's more important. So like what you do on earth matters. I don't want to say it doesn't matter. Right. But like, how is your view of the kingdom and your understanding of the kingdom of God yeah. influencing the things that you care about on earth? Totally. And if the things that you care about on earth are your bottom line and your taxes, like the taxes you'll pay, um, those are not unimportant. They're important. Right. But the kingdom of God doesn't really concern itself with that stuff. Like, like it's always other focused. Right. It's always other focused. Right. The cool thing about that is when you're other focused, others are focused on you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that thing. Yeah. Like in the kingdom, you don't have to worry about you. You have to worry about others, which because is others are worrying about you. Which is interesting because the whole rewards talk yeah. in the church. Who's it about? You. It's you. It's about you. And, it's about I, you. and I don't like. It's about is, your status. This in is heaven. where I get kicked back about money, where people were like, "No, no, no!" But Bruce, like uh, treasures and uh, saving, and uh, you know, <laughs> like um, good steward. And I'm like, "No, no, no! Yeah, okay, all that." <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't care about it. Like, I don't care about money. Like, mm-hmm. like. I know, like, I trust what it comes down. You know, people are like, so Bruce, we can't pay for, we can't pray for like a big, uh, a house or a promotion or like, I, no, you can. <laughs> yeah, right. I hope that I never have to because other people are praying that for me. Like, yeah. I don't have a problem praying that for you for a promotion. Mm-hmm. I do good, better, and different. I do have a problem praying a promotion for me. And that doesn't mm. mean that I don't ask for things. Right. Well, good luck with your promotion now. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm self-employed. So You're CEO, promote, bro. You can't yeah, go more. So I'll promote myself to where I want to. Um, <laughs> super senior. But, super. but my thing is, is like, man, yeah. if, if people are praying for me <clears throat> yeah. in the things that they see, because they're so close to me in my life, and they're like, oh, I know this is important to Bruce. Yeah. Then then it's covered. Like, like if I approach God with thankfulness for what I already have. Right. And I trust him, like because yeah. we talk about it. Like, don't like the birds of the the air, the sparrows of the air don't care. Totally. The, like the the lilies of the field, yeah. the wildflowers in the field don't care about what they're. I trust God to provide because He knows what I need. Yeah. For what I need. <clears throat> right. And the ask, seek, and knock. Yeah. Nothing to do with material needs because He just said, "Don't worry about those." Right. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And so, I don't know where I was going with that, except that. Yeah. Like all of that stuff, uh, like uh, it's other focused, and yeah. and where where is my so the political stuff? That's where it was going. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't care who you vote for if your goal is, or if 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 how your vote is informed by the kingdom of God and what Jesus says. And for me, what Jesus says is other. It's all right. other. Like I'm always pointing to other. Yeah. I'm trying to anyway. I don't do it well, and I suck at it. I'm so bad at it. Um, but I try, Yeah. and and I care about it, and I'm trying to keep it in front of me. Yeah. Um, so, like, if that means that I vote Democrat because mm-hmm. their immigrant policy is really important mm-hmm. right. and really beneficial to others, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah, but what about our safety, Bruce? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what about the apostles' safety? Like, yeah, right. What about every apostle that was stoned or cut in half or thrown from the temple? Was, I, don't, I don't know. Like, what yeah. about every martyr in history that's ever lived that tried to advance the kingdom of God in countries that were 
hostile to Christianity um, because they were trying to feed other people and then they were captured and imprisoned and killed. Yeah. Like, what about that? I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know about our safety. Uh, I think the government's going to do what the government's going to do. Yeah. And they're going to make sure that we're safe because we have an army and an air force and a navy and a coast guard and and a marine and a space force. You know what I'm saying? And a space force now. (laughs) So like, I'm not worried about our safety. Our government, like, no matter who you vote for, we won't not have a gov- a, a military. Yeah, right. We will always have a military. Totally. Always. Yeah. I've and, been in the military. And the second We're biggest fine. military in the world. Right. We're fine. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Although China has a We spend one. more on, on military than we do, like, and, and for sure, they deserve bigger raises, like maybe buy less equipment, pay them more to do totally. their job. Totally. Whatever. It no, does totally. other focus. That's my point. It doesn't matter. Well, and I think that that's kind of the epiphany that I kind of reach, uh, re- recently came to was um, if my focus is on my rewards in heaven, like as far as like what can I do to make the most rewards, people become transactionary at that point. Yeah. It's just like what can I get out of you so that I – can get a bigger reward in heaven. Yeah. And it's like, if you're looking at the person as a potential to make you more riches in heaven, right. then you don't care about It's that about person. agenda and you don't, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? Yes. So, yes. Because it's like, oh, I went to the food bank. Not, not to feed people. It's transactional. You're right. Yep. Because I want a bigger paycheck in heaven. Yep. yep. And it's like. And, and then how are you categorizing those people? Yeah, you know not, what I'm saying? Like, they're not image bearers. Yeah, yeah. No. It, yeah. Yes. Yep. That's, you got it. That's that, it. That's my. That's my. Um, that's it. That's my high level of thinking. I guess. It's no. Like, that's that's. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I think that um, I really appreciated doing the sermon on the mount, and what and what I was saying before is like I'm really glad to have this because um, it will be something I want to come back to. Yeah. Because there's so much information and there's so much good stuff. That um, I want to come back to it because it's like, um, yeah, when you take out all the subheadings, the headings, all that kind of stuff, and you read it like a chapter in a book, like it's one thought. And it's just like, wow, it's all the same. Right. I think it's cool. It is? Yeah. Yeah. So what are we going to do next season? Next season. I, th- um, so yeah. we, we have a few more episodes that we'll do for... Season yeah. three, right? Like yeah. we're gonna do a just in time. And I will say I, I, I enjoyed that in season three, the Spruce of Bruce and Just in Time. Totally. Um I thought that was fun. Yeah. Um so we will do we have one episode that ironically we recorded before we season shifted, yeah. like shifted the season. Yeah. Ironically, that was the wrong use of that. But um <laughs> anyway, we so we have three more episodes that we'll do. Um cool. we'll do a maybe like a just in time and then we'll do that last episode. It's cool. about Sunday morning, like what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Sunday morning for? Yeah, and then we'll do a Spruce of Bruce, and that'll take us to um, the. Gosh, I don't know. Um, the end of June. Sweet. And then maybe we'll take a couple weeks off for Fourth of July, and you know, just for yeah. summer to celebrate America. Celebrate America about blowing stuff uh, up, blowing it up, and cooking dogs. <laughs> right. Um. Yep. Um. And, and, you know, during those weeks, maybe we'll just kind of re – maybe we'll take two weeks and we'll we'll pick um, a favorite of yours that we can replay and a favorite of mine that we can replay for two weeks. Yeah. Um, repost those, kind of just, a, you know, a throwback. That'd be fun. Um, and then we'll pick back up in mid-July. That sounds great. Yeah, that sounds really good. Um, yeah, man, I can't believe it was season four. You know, maybe we'll have to just – we'll have to start – putting some merch out there i think people want to buy stuff from us yeah for Maybe sure we should start selling folding chairs <laughs> that's a good idea with uh <laughs> with with theology on it oh there you go <laughs> you know what maybe i would say we could build some in wood but wood's so expensive right now <laughs> it'd be like uh, we can go find wood and then we'll, ha- we'll hire daniel to, bu- to build it new, he's got a new job he ain't got time i know time that. that dude has got a new job congratulations daniel he starts tomorrow yeah Day after uh, Memorial Day. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for him. That's good yeah, stuff. It's going to be good. 
So cool. All right, are we wrapping up here? Yeah, I think we're done. I, I mean, we're in an hour, so yeah, um, yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for season three. Um, you know, make sure you definitely. Um, oh, and and Jessica says sell the chairs to whole small groups. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Jessica, you're a genius. She is a genius. That's yeah. why I married her. She's a genius. I'm the brawn and she's the brain, brain. And, yeah, for sure. and the beauty yeah. and everything else, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> but, um, thank you so much for listening. And then, yeah, make sure to, uh, connect with us, even put, you know, comments as you're watching this later on. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll put this on Instagram TV. Oh no, we won't be able to, we'll put a highlight on there. Highlight on there. There you go. She says, Market in small groups launch for churches. There you go. There you go. Perfect. All right. Very good. Well, um, till next season, um, you know, have a great first part of the summer. Happy 4th of July. I mean, all that stuff coming up. And uh, we will see you. Flag day on the Flag 14th. Day. My son's birthday is on the 14th. Oh, they, happy birthday to your yeah. son. He's going to be 13. Well, he's going to be a teenager. teenager. Yeah. Now you, now you have to buy him an Xbox. No. No. I don't want him sitting around more. Yeah. I want him up. Now you have to buy him a gym membership. <laughs> we Nampa Rec. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Just be like, I'm, you're going to go swimming for four hours a day, just so you know, yep. for the summer. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right. Make sure you connect with us, and we will see you coming up this summer, season four, and keep unfolding God's word each and every day, and we will see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Fold and Share Theology. You can follow Bruce on multiple social media platforms at bpags2, as well as Justin Mercier on Instagram at justinmercier13. Additionally, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Fold and Share Theology. Until then, keep unfolding God's word each and every day.